From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From AccuWeather.com, this is AccuWeather Daily, a brief host-read article. It's weather news in a nutshell. Today is Thursday, March 25th. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I Never Knew I Was a Pioneer by Adriana Navarro Securely wrapped in a wire, hanging from a necklace, a coin serves as a memento to 99-year-old B. McPherson for her role as one of the 224 military mapping maidens during World War II. McPherson had originally attended Kent State University to become a teacher, majoring in elementary education with a minor in geography. But when the war broke out, her career changed course. The Army Map Service, having lost much of its primarily male workforce to the armed forces, designed a college course to train civilian women in military cartography, providing an opening for McPherson. While she had wanted to help the war effort, her mother, a widow and parent of nine children, four of whom were already serving in the war, wanted her to stay home. I decided I was going to help the war effort as a civilian, McPherson told AccuWeather national reporter Emmy Victor. After graduating, she and 15 other women from Kent State University joined about 200 women, informally dubbed the Military Mapping Maidens, to be employed by the Army Map Service as cartographers. The building she worked in was meticulously painted, with trees and bushes growing on its roof. There were no windows, and the steps were made out of wood, all to camouflage it from the air, making it nearly invisible to any possible airstrikes. From 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., McPherson and her co-workers would help draw maps of Italy and Germany and other locations, relying on photos to help mark homes, churches, lakes, streams, and mountains. Maps for historic battles, such as D-Day at Normandy and the Battle of the Bulge, required her to work overtime. As men left their jobs to join the armed forces, Their absence created a vacuum in the workforce that women flocked in to fill across multiple agencies, even at the predecessor of the National Weather Service. At the time of Pearl Harbor, only two women were working in the observation of forecast staff of the Weather Bureau, according to Greg Romano, the National Weather Service Heritage Program lead and senior advisor to the chief of staff for the National Weather Service. That should give you a sense of how pervasive the male approach to the sciences was at the time. Romano told AccuWeather in an interview. The National Weather Service Heritage Program documents the history of the agency and the growth of its personnel, having retained a few first-person accounts from women who worked at the Bureau during World War II. The Weather Bureau issued an announcement in 1942 calling for qualified women to apply for jobs in the agency as the war continued. The jobs they were hired for were primarily clerical, but the work would also overlap into meteorology. In terms of being involved in meteorology, 
they were involved in taking up our observations, plotting maps and charts, talking with pilots regarding flight plans and weather concerns, Romano said. He added that a lot of the reason for the increased role of the Weather Bureau and meteorology in general at the time was to support flight and aviation operations, adding up to meteorological support work for these women. They weren't necessarily meteorologists in general, but they were using math and sciences skills that many of them had prior to working for the Weather Bureau, Romano said. They were using STEM before STEM was a thing. While World War II is widely recognized to have provided a nudge for introducing more women to jobs and roles typically filled by men, many of these women did not view themselves as pioneers at the time. Despite many being well-qualified for the jobs, the work had only opened up in the absence of men, and many were let go after the war when men returned or later due to a downsize in staff. Let's also recognize there was still a lot of resistance, Romano said. While the accounts of several women who had worked for the Weather Bureau at the time recounted high morale and being welcomed to the Bureau, they also noted being received with reluctance and skepticism from their primarily male co-workers. I felt the seasoned male observers had some reservations about my ability, but they were cooperative, wrote Grace D. Harding, who worked at the observation station in Bethel, Alaska. Charlotte Schmidtke-Jones, who worked at offices across Washington State and Oregon, noted that while there was a mutual support system across co-workers and most of the men welcomed the women on the staff, there were some, few, of course, who could hardly wait to see us go. However, due to the number of women hired, there was very little, if any, backbiting, tail-bearing, or bad-mouthing of anyone. Mary J.H. Williams noted being received with some reluctance and much skepticism at her first station in Reno, Nevada. Her duties included pilot balloon observations, map plotting, equipment maintenance, climatology reporting, teletype use and radio sonde observations and adiabatic charts, which plot weather observations at different altitudes in the atmosphere, including those observed by radio sonde equipment or weather balloons. Dorothy Heard Chambers took observations at the Denver-Stapleton International Airport for the Weather Bureau, sending up ceiling and radio sound balloons every six hours, taking observations and sending coded messages on teletype. Although she wrote that there was no discrimination that she faced, she noted scary times when communicating with staff at the airport. There were no low points, but some scary times when we observers had to tell the tower they had to send planes somewhere else or go to instrument landing when the ceiling or visibility was low, Chambers wrote. The tower men didn't like us young girls telling them what to do. But we didn't have any crashes at Denver anyway. Resistance remained even after the war. While World War II and the women who worked in World War II and the Weather Bureau certainly opened a lot of doors, there were still a lot of forces trying to shut women out, Romano said. He recounted going through the Weather Bureau topics articles, noting that women were not notably mentioned until the early 70s. However, World War II had allowed for women to get their foot in the door. I think that if you were to talk to a lot of women who are currently working in the Weather Bureau or in meteorology in general, Many would thank those women as pioneers in opening up those doors to being able to do this today, Romano said. That said, I don't think any of those women thought that they were pioneers, based on what they've written. Chambers, one of the many women whose legacy is etched in the records of the National Weather Service, knew at the very least she was making history. 
We girls showed the world that man's work could be women's work too, she wrote. It has always been a great satisfaction that I was privileged to be a part of aviation history. It would be about 70 years after the war before McPherson saw recognition for her work during World War II. I never knew I was a pioneer, she said. I didn't know until after 73 years. McPherson has recently received many honors for her service, including an NGA coin given to her in 2014 by Letitia Long, the then-director of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and first woman to lead the agency. In 2016, she was inducted into the NGA Hall of Fame, addressing the guests as a representative of the 224 military mapping maidens when they presented her with a framed award, declaring her a pioneer. At the end of her speech, she was surprised with a standing ovation. That's all for today. For your local weather at your fingertips, download the AccuWeather app or head to AccuWeather.com. Strange weather phenomena happens all the time. Orange snow, underwater icicles, tornadoes that give a whole new meaning to the phrase raining frogs. But you don't need to predict the weather to know State Farm has surprisingly great rates on car insurance. Get the coverage you need at an affordable price, completely frog-free. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.